Welcome to The Power of Stories, a podcast by women, about women, and for women. Their voices and their stories. I am Sharon Catherine D'Agostino, a passionate advocate for the empowerment of women and girls everywhere and the founder of SayItForward.org. And I'm Yodit Kifle-Smith, a creative dedicated to making sure the voices and stories of women are heard. I have the privilege of working with Sharon on SayItForward.org to do just that. In this podcast, you will meet courageous women from around the world whose unique path to empowerment will leave you encouraged and inspired. Today, we want to welcome Eva Nangalo, who is joining us from a village in rural Uganda. Eva Nangalo is a midwife working in Nakasake General Hospital in Uganda. Eva, we're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much, Yoditi and Shalom. We are thrilled to be talking with you today. And I have heard you say that you were born to be a midwife. What does that mean to you? I'm just happy to be a midwife because I was created a midwife, born a midwife, trained a midwife, and that's what is in my DNA. That's why when I'm doing my midwifery, I do it with all the passion because it's part of me. So tell us about Eva as a little girl. My parents were farmers. So in a very rural uh, authored world school, very deep in the village. But still, I had inside of me what I wanted to be. And I had to stay focused and started telling my mother that I'll be a midwife. Even when my colleagues could get sick, I could leave school, escort them to the clinic, escort them back home. And then I end up not studying that day. I go back home because it's late, but because I had the passion. And even siblings could get sick at home. I could always feel like giving a hand. I grew up with my parents, but I was not so, so loved with my dad. He hated me because uh, he brought another woman at home when my mother had gone to the hospital where my grandmother was uh, hospitalized. But when this lady came, she could do, tell us, do this work, do the other one. But we, we used not to do a lot of work and such hectic work. So I could tell her, you also do it. And the woman felt so bad and went away. When my dad came back, he was so angry with me. He had to beat me and even started hating me from there. He started from there hating me. I was in primary two, around eight years, I think. To me, I was like, mommy, when I grow up, you'll be happy. Mommy, when I grow up, you'll never cry again. I was staying with my mother and promising her all the time. Then my father felt like this girl with this woman now, they, they are too, like they are too close. He took me to stay with the stepmom. He wanted me to be a teacher. So I started teaching. That's by the end of senior four because I'd finished all level. So I started teaching, but I never wanted it. And it was free that in during the holidays, you could they wanted me to go and study so that I become a real teacher. But that wasn't my dream. Your story of determination 
to be what you know you were born to be is so inspiring. You were very close to your mother. Your father then came to take you from your mother's because he thought the two of you were too close. And then he found a husband for you and you had you were married. It wasn't my will to enter into that marriage. I realized that I was pregnant because I'd taken like four months without uh, menstruating. So I went and uh, told one of the tutors, took me to the principal tutor, but she received me very well like a mother and told me, if you're pregnant and we are not the ones who are getting you as pregnant, but you just brought out yourself, we, we shall allow you go back home, deliver and come back. And then she told me from there, Eva, if you don't want to go back to your parents, then go back to the man's place. But I never wanted to go back. He called the man, sweet-talked him, and told him, if this girl comes back, don't torture her. So he came and picked me from school. I went back to his home. I delivered my child. But even when I was there, the midwife was growing inside of me. And I was like, when will I fulfill my dream? Now, it was one day when I decided to leave the money's place together with my baby. By then, my baby was like one year and a half. I went to my parents. But there, my dad had realized that he made a mistake. He could even come to me at the money's place and tell me, Eva, can you please forgive me? All what I did was wrong, but forgive me. I couldn't forgive my dad by then. It was too painful. So I stayed home. Then I started studying. But remember, I'd sat for those years. I went to third world uh, schools. Uh, so I was trying to catch up with everything, which wasn't easy for me. I remember you've left the, the baby at home with your mother. It was just too much. But because of the God's grace, that's when I even got saved because it was too much. I was overloaded. I was almost going mad. So there I, I decided to confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was at school. At the end of it all, I performed so, so well. And this was the grace of God. Can you talk to us a little bit about your journey in healing and forgiveness? Because you mentioned that when your dad asked for forgiveness, that at that time you weren't ready. Mm -hmm. And so can you just share with us that journey for you? I joined the government. They took some time without paying my uh, my salary for like five months. But when the whole batch came at once, that is when the healing came inside of me. And then thinking about painting and telling my dad that I'm sorry for whatever happened and even I forgive you. I got a friend who was called Harriet and told her to escort me at home. She escorted me. We bought many things, sugar, salt, everything, and we parked in the vehicle. And I went to check on my parents. Now, when we reached there, everyone was celebrating, so excited, offloading the car. My dad went behind and sat in the banana plantation and started crying. And when she asked him, why are you crying? She was like, but will Eva ever forgive me of whatever I did to her? I told my dad, I forgive you from the bottom of my heart. I forgive you and I've forgotten everything that happened to me. It was God himself who wanted me to go through this 
hardships so that I become that strong woman who can read and perform so, so well at the end of the day for me to become what I am today. That was my healing. And I'm what I am today because of the forgiveness of my dad. If I was not to forgive him, maybe I would have been something else. So this healed my heart and the love for my father came back. I'm one of the best daughters now. To him, we are friends. Eva, in April, you were featured in Bill Gates's Heroes in the Field, which is quite a remarkable acknowledgement of the wonderful work that you are doing as a midwife in rural Uganda. How did that feel? How did you find out that you had been selected? I was so excited. And I was like, why mean all midwives worldwide? But at the end of it all, I said, but I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Because I've always been passionate mothers and babies, I've done my part. I've done what anyone could feel like being handled by the best midwife when you, you, you land into my hands when you're going to deliver. At the end of the day, every mother goes back when she's happy. And even I've been like following up those ones who are very poor, supporting them. It has been so, so much. But I was so excited to hear that because though it wasn't the first time be written about Johnson and Johnson US wrote about me, Save the Children wrote about me, our local news, New Vision wrote about me. So many times people who have been following me have been celebrating me over and over. And this time around, when Bill gets said they also uh, they have also identified me as one of the heroes in the field. I, I was just appreciating God for being that genuine. And I told my colleagues, hard work pains, but it pays. I love what you said when you were talking about this. You said, but I deserve this. Because I know for us as women, we do a lot, whether we're mom, just different roles that we play in our lives. And yet sometimes it's it's hard for us to say, I deserve this acknowledgement because I, I know how hard I work. So, you know, one of the questions that we love to ask all of our guests is, How can we all encourage other women and girls to confidently use their voice and claim their power? When they are growing up, for them to grow up when they are bold. I have some of my daughters. uh, Now, I always teach her to be bold even when she's talking before people, to be strong. And I always teach them to work. Today, I'm doing farming as a part-time from my job and even mentoring other midwives outside. But because I grew up with my mother and we grew up working in order to earn a living, though I'm doing the midwifery work, I feel like working more and more so that I earn more and more. I can always stand boldly to support myself, to feel proud of myself because of that which my mother instilled in me. Eva, thank you so much just for your passion um, and just the inspiring work that you're doing in Uganda, the impact it's seen all over the world. And so just thank you for being with us today, for sharing parts of your story. Uh, We know that those who listen will be inspired. 
And to our listeners, as always, thank you for making the time to listen to this episode of the Power of Stories podcast. Eva, I add my deepest and sincerest thanks as well. And we're so grateful to you for joining us from the hospital where you are working and so grateful for the inspiration that you are to so many women to follow their dreams, even when there are so many obstacles in their way. Thank you. Thank you for loving us. I can't take this for granted. Thank you, Shalon. Yadit, thank you for being here with me every time and for your friendship and love. And we also thank our co-producer and editor, Lisa DeJavine, for her wonderful work. And to our listeners, we invite you to visit sayitforward.org, a place where you are welcome to share one or more stories about your unique path to empowerment. Or you can read the stories of other women and girls. This is Sharon Catherine D'Agostino and Yodit Kifle-Smith signing off for now and hoping you'll join us for our next episode of the Power of Stories podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we do hope you'll give us a review and recommend the Power of Stories to a friend. And lastly, we want to remind you of the power of your story.